where are all these treasury bonds going to go that are sold in order to build up the BRICS gold depository? Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And today we have part two of my recent interview with Dr. Jim Willie of the Hat Trick Letter, where he talks more about the BRICS meeting that is upcoming, what he's expecting there, silver, and a whole lot more. So with that said, let's get right to part two. We are about to see a transition of wealth, a transfer of wealth, the likes of which we've never seen before in our lifetimes, and maybe not in over a hundred years of financial history. <clears throat> I wrote my first public article about a month ago, and it was featured on uh, Gold Seek, my buddy Peter, and uh, it was also on Gold Eagle with my buddy I haven't heard from, Mr. Vronsky. Um, the Fed as a bad bank, ultimate ignominy or ultimate shame. Um, where are all these treasury bonds going to go that are sold in order to build up the BRICS gold depository? Okay, they can say all they want that it's not going to compete against the dollar, but it's going to pull the rug out from under the dollar because there's not going to be much in the way of treasury bond purchases. And furthermore, there's going to be a dismantling of what I call treasury bond structural investing. Buy the treasury, short the interest rate swap derivative going to happen to that european banks with arbitrage against the current the uh, the treasury bond it's all going to be broken down there's a company called amundi amundi a-m-u-n-d-i <clears throat> they're out of france i looked it up they're considered the european blackrock they got three trillion asset under management amundi they made an announcement a month a month ago i put it in my july newsletter they're getting rid of all their dollar investments. What does that say about France? They're going to be paying for energy, which they do not produce, in yuan. Let me make a quick little sideline comment about XRP. I don't want to make a, a big emphasis on this topic, but it was in June the Russians announced if you're going to obstruct our SWIFT payments usage, then we will use on a transitional basis where appropriate, where possible, the Russians will use XRP. To me, that was a veiled threat that they've discovered a way to put a hot poker up the U.S. and British arse and is to produce and trigger and foment and initiate more gold demand. It's a backdoor to lifting the gold price. So you've not only got the multipolar cities that will be independently pricing gold, Chris, you're going to have the backdoor of XRP, which just won. It did, no longer it's just one. In June, the SEC dropped their frivolous, baseless, nonsensical, obstructive case against Ripple Tech and XRP. <clears throat> and now all the different coin exchanges are offering it. I've got a number of clients in the last month tell me, Jim, I've, 
I've had no obstruction with Coinbase. I've had no obstruction with Uphold. <clears throat> I did before, but no longer, because I was recommending the Pacific Rim, Hotbit, as a coin exchange. Okay. I'm excited, but I'd be a liar if I said that I wasn't nervous about the transition, because I'll just say this in, in the most tactful and safe terms I can. Um, our elite board of directors from the dark side have never been under such great assault for their power, their privilege, and their financial status, nor their physical safety. And I believe they're pulling out all the stops in the next few months. Maui could have been one. Um, we had a trial run two years ago in Minneapolis with the BLM. Um, I believe that's been largely neutered. Um, we had the governor of California admitting he's not human, which deserves let's just say further investigation. Um, <clears throat> can we go to the men's room and check your pants? <clears throat> I don't want to get silly, but clones don't have genitalia. Um, I'm learning a lot about clones, by the way. Um, they have about a three-year lifespan, useful. In the third year, they begin to lose their cognitive ability, which means they can't think properly, can't assemble information. They have flat feet and no genitalia. Okay, just, and the earlobe is really difficult to get right. <clears throat> um, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much. I, I want to be disciplined here. Um, I believe we're going to see some desperate measures. You know, the old saying, if you wound a bear and you got him cornered, you better be careful. Uh, there's another saying, I've been stripped of all my assets. I've got nothing to lose. My family is gone. I am now a dangerous man. <clears throat> That's kind of how I see a lot of our, let's say, board of directors from the dark side in the upper penthouse offices. I just saw a picture of somebody who the author claimed is the manager of the Rothschilds and the manager of the Rockefellers. I don't want to mention names. Um, this is scary. We are now in the final phase of the transition toward a good system, a constructive system. Okay, I, I like, there's a, uh, uh, there's, there's a name they give certain universities here. They, they, it translates loosely to a good merit, a, a good merit system, rather than loyalty to the cabal. You advance and become wealthy by being loyal to the cabal. Those days are fast coming to an end. Uh, I believe a number of congressional members are not quite who we think they are. They, they need to do a very deep medical exam to prove their identity. <clears throat> um, I got I just got to tell you something, Chris. It, it's, it's not, 
you know, to continue in any line of query here, but I've had three different sources who don't know each other tell me that the Brunson case has already been decided in favor of Loy Brunson. I heard it first last October. I heard it again in, I think, around April. And then I heard it again uh, in um, a very unique delivery of some information to me um, by uh, someone who works as an engineer at a very high level organization. Uh, they all said the same thing. The Brunson case has been decided in his favor, which means the oath of office for our leaders and the executive and legislative branch were violated, but it gets far more complicated because now it's become known that they never signed an oath of office. So we've got a very mysterious <laughs> government. I call it the Biden show. I've never called it administration. I've never even given it the respect of calling it a regime, which I respect for a criminal, like autocrat, like Maduro in Venezuela. By the way, Maduro means mature. So it's quite interesting that the figurehead of Venezuela has a name of mature. Maduro. That's what you call like a mango. I don't want a green one. I want a mango Maduro. I want a reddish mango. Mature. Ripe. Same word in Spanish, ripe and mature. <clears throat> These are dangerous times. We... Uh, you know, gird your loins. This is going to be a difficult time. I am frightened of the transition in the present. I am very optimistic and not worried much at all about the future, including the financial future. Um, I will tell you that I've had two people contact me to inform me of a $5,000 increase to their Social Security. Monthly. Nice Two clients. There. I'm ready. Hey, bring it on. I'm ready. I, I'm not bashful. I've, I've been collecting mine for four years. I'm 71, <clears throat> turned in May. I should have applied when I was 65, but I applied in 60, 66. And those sons of bitches pretended to have lost one particular form. They waited two months to tell me. It took a month to get it to them. They're a bureaucracy that is accountable to nobody. And that cost me four months. They don't work for us. Um, I was told by a fellow, uh, not a consult call. These are very, very ripe for me, Chris. The consult calls. I'm closing in on 600 of them now. That's one reason my voice is down. <clears throat> I do a few every week. And I, I get intense, but this one guy contacted me in February and said, Jim, I'm a U.S. military veteran of a certain specialization. I'm a specialist, 22-year veteran. I've been court-martialed. It, it was okay, just mild slap on the wrist. And uh, I had to do my projects in a different way afterwards. But he told me, he didn't refer to the Brunson case. He said, don't worry about the slowness for the emergency broadcast. Don't worry about the slowness for, say, 
the election becoming more well known for what it really was. Don't worry about certain political figures being removed. The longer this takes, the better it'll be for the next chapter. Be confident. And he was a Christian. And he said, Jim, I prayed before every mission, even when I killed people. Let that sink in. Um, <clears throat> he told me a lot of things that Greenland is full or very near full. Just amazing things. But he, he also gave me some scary information about, um, let's just say, research to produce a, a hybrid. He said, by a very dangerous alien type with U.S. military authorization underground. Okay, we, our military is half our friend, half not. Half our protector, protector half our enemy combatant. Half our guardian, half our assailant. <clears throat> One of the toughest conclusions I had to undergo was the transition about three years ago. No, two, two years ago. It was the percentage of the U.S. military that I thought was loyal to the Constitution. It started out about 85 or 90, and it's barely 50 right now. So that's why I say half and half. Um, <clears throat> we're going to see some revelations really soon. I believe a couple of um, very well-known, I'm not going to name them, very well-known news and, let's say, big tech organizations are in a transition phase. I like to think of it as a seven-step process where they're going to be moving toward working in an impartial manner as opposed to sitting on the truth and shitting on it. <clears throat> I won't mention the name, but two come to mind. They're very well-known names. It's like one by one, they're removing certain VPs and replacing them. And one by one, their policies are more, I don't want to say liberal because that's a dirty word now, liberal retard. Um, their policies are becoming more honorable toward disseminating impartial, truthful information, which is in very short supply in the United States right now. And that's one reason I get um, a lot of new orders. And to be honest, uh, if we have an explosion of truth, uh, I might have to wind down my newsletter and, and take up a profession that I've I've longed for for the last 25 years, and that's landscaping, hedge cutting, and mowing lawns. Um, I love it. Um, I got to tell you, Jim Willie's landscaping it, service. I, I think that could be a hit. Jim Willie's landscaping service. We leave no clippings behind. Um, <clears throat> when, when I was a kid, this was in Pittsburgh, hot summer. My, I'd see my mother walking out to, to cut the hedges with manual clippers, hedge clippers. This was like in the 60s. I said, hey, mom, hey, 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 get on, get on back inside. 
I'll take care of that. All I need is a baseball cap. And an hour and a half later, the hedges were clipped. Everything was cleaned up. And my mother had lemonade waiting for little Jimmy. I am looking forward to the day when I can have a foundation or have a lawn service. <laughs> well, Jim, before you, you go off and start doing the hedges and, and making everyone's lawn pretty, uh, one last thing wanted to, of course, run by you before we wrap up today. Obviously, talked a lot about gold and the impact that we could have from the moves by the bricks. Curious, uh, you touched on it a bit in your recent <clears throat> letter, um, but what are you seeing on the silver side and how does that impact flow over and affect the silver market where Again, over the last year, we've seen drawdowns in the inventory. Last year, we saw that big uh, importation of silver from India, which has fallen off a cliff this year. But just wanted to get your thoughts on silver before we close up for today. It was 10 years ago, I asked the voice, who's no longer in contact with me. He's going on to bigger and better things, I suppose. Um, I asked the voice, how are the precious metal markets managing silver industrial deficit. He said, hidden gigantic supply from India. Now I'm glad you brought that up because you put it on the table. I'm only going to qualify it. Um, the voice claimed that that was a hidden factor that the British used as a conduit to the London, you know, bullion market exchange uh, association and that covered the deficits. So if you're telling me that fell off the cliff, that goes hand in hand with a lot of the difficulty in delivery, which you're far more um, in tune with, with the data than I am. I rely on guys like you to tell me how the COT working and how are the deliveries of the June contract not happening in July and how are the July contracts not happening in August and, and who's being forced into cash settlement I rely on you guys for that. But I will say this. I believe we are going to see a few different events. And I call it the Andes region. It's it's Latin America. It's Bolivia, Chile, Ecuador, all the way up through. And, and you can include Panama. Panama has significant copper production and some gold. Um, and Mexico, Mexico is a big silver producer. Um, <clears throat> these countries are going to open up their mines again, and they're going to do it under an agreement. And it's going to get sticky. And I, I'm not saying this from any kind of sourced information. This is my expectation from just watching all this for 20 stinking years. The Andes are gonna say, we can relieve the shortage, but we need a higher price. We need to see it in the 30s. And when it gets over 31, you're gonna see massive short covering, the likes of which you've never seen before, because this, this is multi-year. And they, they capped it in August and September of 2020 with the help of Basel, and JP Morgan out of Europe, but they can't cap it anymore. And that leads me to a certain point 
I believe Wall Street is going to negotiate with the U.S. government. And let me, let me, <laughs> it's a little bit funny in a minute. Wall Street, with their huge amount of shorts, let's just say some of which don't have any clothes on, um, they're going to negotiate a force majeure, a pass, a pardon, so they don't have to incur losses. And it's going to go like this. The Wall Street officials who run the Treasury Department, who have friends in the, let's just say, the legal areas of the U.S. government, the, the law, you know, like Department of Justice, FBI, more the Department of Justice. <clears throat> the Wall Street banks are going to negotiate with their banker friends who are running the Treasury Department. They're going to get, negotiate with their banker friends who operate the Department of Justice. So Wall Street is going to grant Wall Street a force majeure. That's the funny part. That's the punchline. Wall Street is going to receive a pass from their bankers who run the U.S. government. Since 9-11, the bankers have run the U.S. government. <clears throat> so when the force majeure comes, the Andes will open up, the shortages will go away, the price will rise, the equilibrium will be reached, and Wall Street will become big promoters for higher gold and silver prices. And that's how we get to three and five thousand dollar gold. That's how we get to eighty, one thirty, and two hundred dollar silver. We need a force majeure. I am willing to see them <clears throat> get a force majeure and a pass on all those losses for their futures contracts that don't have any clothes on, so that they will be promoters of what we plebeians, we unwashed swarthy plebeians have for our savings for many years, including those who are getting older and older by the month and by the year who write me and say, we may not see this while I'm still alive. I've been waiting now for 15 years. <clears throat> I want a force majeure. I want to clean the corrupt debris, rubbish, flotsam and jetsam from the road. Now, here's why I don't mind that the bankers get a pass. They're going to be marginalized by digital finance. There's going to be a lot more peer-to-peer. -peer. I'll give you an example. It happened just last week. A client of mine repaid a small loan and he said, Jim, I, I just finished it. Uh, it, it it's it's uh, 9.30 here. I did it when the banks open, central time. So that's 10.30 my time. The bank wire arrived at 2 p.m. Okay, we are in certain elements of digital finance right now. The banks don't want to talk about it. I believe we've got certain primitive elements of quantum system at work to facilitate and speed up the bank wires. They're still ripping us off by charging $30 per instead of 30 cents per. 
So 100 to 1 ratio is coming. <clears throat> These banks are going to be marginalized. They're going to have a job that's principally going to be, can you help me to supply my business with enough quarters and dimes so that I can make change for my customers? I've got a couple hundred dollars a week and I need quarters, dimes, and nickels. We're not dealing with pennies anymore. That is going to be a major function of the banks. Their other function in the next couple of years is going to be to manage their bad bank. I don't even know what to call it. Category? Office. Office. Their bad bank office. Where all their rubbish financial securities and assets are put that nobody wants. And they're going to struggle to get 30 cents on the dollar from a fool. And they're going to get 10 cents on the dollar from liquidation firms. <clears throat> It's going to be interesting to watch the big banks. I think one of the big shocks coming up, Chris, is going to be J.P. Morgan's official bankruptcy. And I have one more note. I don't want to skip it because it's relevant to your question. A month ago, Newmont did a force majeure on a silver contract. I think the name was Penasquito. It's an, an, an huh? Penasquito. Okay, it's Pena. There's a, a squiggle, a, ten, a tilde. Pena Squito. Okay, that's the, the biggest Mexican silver producing mine. <clears throat> now, the news media told a lie. They said that it was a force majeure on a zinc contract. But my sources say it was on a silver contract that also included zinc. Zinc was the byproduct. <clears throat> Penasquito, that's it. Notice the tilde over the end. That means the nya. Not pena, but pena. Um, metal products, right, right. Okay, Reuters. Thank you, Reuters. Don't want to mention silver. <clears throat> Maybe in the article they did. Okay, here, here's my little conclusion that from my own jackass style of thinking. <clears throat> I once did an article in 2005. I called it Complex Systems. And I showed a perpetual machine with, you know, a ball dropping and it lifts an armature and this happens and it rolls around and it's spring loaded. Okay. Complex systems. Newmont and their silver is part of a complex system. And that's not a small volume. It's very big. Complex system. Now, I ask Newmont, why don't you provide us with five consequences of your force majeure so we could follow the dominoes and that trail. They won't do that. How many steps before Comex silver delivery, Gress? We don't know. <clears throat> They're not going to tell us. I'm thinking that's going to be a domino effect in a different way. There are going to be other companies that don't like the silver price and they're going to make up a reason to dishonor a silver delivery contract. Newmont got away with it. Let's ask our workers to do a strike. Okay, what happened in Penasquito was the workers, I think, had a 10% profit sharing within their contract and they demanded triple. They wanted 30. And Newmont said, screw. 
get lost. We're doing a force majeure. You're out of work. Okay. What's the consequence? We're going to find out. We haven't heard much since. I think other companies are going to do a force majeure. I think it's going to affect the COMEX input. <clears throat> and let me just add that I believe the U.S. Mint has not reduced production one iota. I believe they're supplying silver in large quantities to Wall Street banks and private vice president accounts. I don't believe they've stopped production at all. All they have to do is say, oh, COVID this, COVID that, um, and we have a shortage of input, feeder input of silver metal. So we're shutting down. <clears throat> Notice that they doubled the premium. That cut back on some of the demand. Did they double the premium for vice presidents at Wall Street <clears throat> for silver purchase? I doubt it. We're going to find out later. It'll be leaked information. It won't be from Reuters or UPS, UPI rather, <laughs> UPI or AP. <clears throat> won't be from Bloomberg. It'll be from gallant news hounds and Twitter's leakers. There are going to be so many leakers that they cannot be attacked by the FBI any longer. Well, sure. I Go ahead. No, you can say the Andes Mountains, the Andes regions. I think they're producing also silver, and it's going straight to their central bank. <clears throat> and maybe for IOUs, maybe for local currency, maybe for future credits, future political favors. <clears throat> and most of those Latin American countries are turning into yuan trade settlement nations apart from energy. I'm talking about industrial metal and I'm talking about agriculture, which is, you know, corn, wheat, and soy. <clears throat> South America is going pro yuan. <clears throat> it means they're not going to be buying treasury bonds. Oh, I tell you, the BRICs are going to pull the rug out from under the dollar. They're not going to attack the dollar. They're going to pull the rug out from every supporter of the dollar. <clears throat> Those supporters will not have a stable rug and they will stop buying treasuries. <clears throat> if, if you want to think of that as not a, an attack on the dollar, let's just say you don't have a very developed intellect. Well, there you go. <laughs> I guess that's about <laughs> as clear as you can put it. Dr. Jim Willie, appreciate uh, everything you laid out there. Obviously, we're, we're a week away now, so we'll be interesting to see exactly what detail we do get out of that announcement. Although, great to have your preview of the event a week ahead of time. And I have your website up in the background there if you want to <clears throat> let folks know where they can get access to the hat trick letter, of which you are the editor, and um, tell people what you're doing there. Okay, right in the center is the subscribe button. Subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, for those who want to keep up with what uh, I do with, with like like similar podcasts, interviews, like what you're doing here, I have that on the interviews and articles. It's not always really up to date. It's usually a week or two behind, at least. 
But um, <clears throat> subscribe to the newsletter. That is the best way to provide ongoing support to me. Um, I got to be honest, I've had a couple people hit the sponsor button, and that's for a four-figure uh, piece of aid. And Chris, when I account for that and put it in my Excel spreadsheet, I go to my knees. I thank the Lord because a lot of Christians, and in addition to that, a lot of people who are what I call defenders of the truth, um, they appreciate my courage and ability to tell the truth, but they, they are sponsors, and I've got several dozen over the last three years, okay? The consulting has been very popular in the last several months because a lot of people are confused. They're uh, doubtful of the news. They don't trust our politicians. They're worried about their savings. They want to know more about the banking situation and the security. So hit the consult button. I've got uh, a couple just yesterday and a two the day before. So I'm a busy guy. That's why my voice is lacking. Um, <clears throat> the donate button is there uh, for all those who are willing in April. I, I tell you, I, I've been I've been blessed by by some people. And uh, Robert David Steele, before he did his disappearing act, he did a twofold sponsor, and uh, within two months he was missing in action. I, I have a historical political source who tells me that north of the border, way north, Robert David Steele is alive and well, <clears throat> working like a bandit. And I believe to do data mining on the Assange, help me here. Um, what's the other guy? Assange? Um, Snowden? Snowden, yes. Snowden, um, McAfee. And Pei, the defecting Chinese military security guy. Those four databases combine to make over a hundred trillion. No, yeah, a hundred trillion. Oh gosh, let me get this correct. Um, it's over a hundred terabytes. So that's over a hundred thousand gig. It's over a hundred billion meg it's over a hundred trillion bytes there i got it right it's over a hundred terabytes a lot I think of data a lot of data <clears throat> you know a lifetime of data to analyze i think robert david Steele is going to have a coming out party along with princess diana and elvis presley well that'll be quite the event and i i know if uh, if that's going down you will be writing about it in the hat trick letter. So, Jim, thank you again for all that you're doing out there. The report is quite extensive. I look forward to reading that each month. And again, we'll find out a little bit more on the next stage of all these things next week in South Africa. So I know you'll be following along closely and I'm sure we'll be checking in doing this again soon after uh, the developments are out. I actually have a friend <clears throat> in Panama whose sister was in Maui. So I got, I get the lowdown.
This is no typical fire. Okay, very good. Um, you know, gird your loins. It's going to be a rough couple months. And I, I, I mentioned my vectors. I didn't mention the word, but I've got about seven or eight different angles, and they're all pointing to the next couple months, some climax events. It may not be exactly what we want, but we're going to have some climax events. Okay. Thanks for having me on, Chris. This has been great. Thanks for everything. Well, thank you, as always, to Dr. Jim Willie for everything he shared with us in this two-part interview. A lot of information that he goes through, and I know he is a favorite of many of the people out there in the audience. So hope you enjoyed hearing from him. Go out and check out his newsletter at golden-jackass.com where he writes his full report each month that you can get access to to stay up to date with what Jim is finding. And before we wrap up, just wanted to thank BlackRock Silver, who brought us today's episode. Obviously, BlackRock is advancing its flagship Tonopah West project, where they have been updating their geologic model after doing some step-out drilling, which has increased the strike length of their vein system to over three kilometers. They're planning an updated resource estimate which should be adding additional tonnage to the resource. And they are also planning additional drilling, which will be infill drilling to the Northwest step out area. Of course, this is in addition to their Silver Cloud project where drill program now underway. Again, that's where they found the 70 grams per ton gold, 600 grams per ton silver. And their drill program that is currently underway is testing the multiple vein scenario to see if they have a Midas mine-like system. So you can find out more about BlackRock at blackrocksilver.com. And again, thanks to them for bringing us today's episode of the show. Hope you're having a great day out there and we will see you again soon.